Welcome to the Pop Culture Pub Podcast. Now let's begin. listener and welcome back to the pop culture pub podcast i'm your host my name is chris lockhart and i apologize for the sound quality on my end it is currently plus 27 where i'm at degrees celsius because i'm in canada and uh that's about seven degrees hotter than i like um so in order for me not to die of heat exhaustion i have to keep a fan going in my room so i apologize if if my microphone picks it up um you know i I don't know in canada it's either my microphone's picking up the fan my window fan or it's picking up my furnace one or the other um i can't win but tonight we have our regular complement our our uh regular uh roster of co-hosts uh first up we have kevin decent how's it going kevin uh, it's going well, and I cannot convert Celsius to Fahrenheit at all. So I will just say that uh, I have fans going, but at this point, it's more of a white noise comfort thing. Yeah, well, yeah, even in the wintertime, like in my room, I'll keep a fan going just for the white noise, because it, it helps me sleep. Um, it's, a, it's a little trick I learned from my dad about when he used to work night shifts. Uh, he would always have a fan going in his room when he was trying to sleep during the day, and it and it does help. Um, and now it's just kind of become like normal for me. If I if I don't have a fan, I don't have a good night's sleep. Um, all right. Well, uh, our my next co-host is Lillian Knelson. How's it going, Lillian? I'm alive, somewhat. I don't deal with sleep deprivation well. The more I get older, I'm just like, man, for every like time I stay up past midnight, I feel like it costs me like an extra three days to turn into a pump, like from a pumpkin again. I am a pumpkin right now. I'm a pumpkin. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> um, and last but not least, we have Ragnar. How's it going, Ragnar? Well, it's going all right. And hello out there, everyone. And uh, Ragnar, how's it going on the on the circuit there? Like uh, you were, I want to say in Manitoba, not too long ago. Well, I've been everywhere. I've been to Manitoba twice. Uh, last weekend I was in Regina, mm. and I also did Animathon in Edmonton. Yep, which I saw you at. Yep, absolutely. And um, so yeah, the last over the last seven weeks, I've done six shows. I had one weekend off, so it's been busy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, busy's good. 
you know. Um, it's nice getting out of this pandemic and things getting back to yeah, normal. Yeah, definitely, you know, making up for lost time is very much the feeling right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Lillian, um, how's how's everything with you? I, like, you're uh, working on a convention, right? coming up yes uh ours is next we just finished last weekend the Kelowna comic-con and so that was manic chaos um and then now it's my show so i've got essentially a week uh, and then my kids start school and then after that it is is basically like non-stop for seven weeks until my show so busy busy Ugh. yeah um yeah for me yeah, my daughter starts school next week. Uh, wow. Grade 11. Um, oh, my goodness. Mine started grade 10. I don't even know. Yeah. And uh, this weekend is my granddaughter's baby shower. And I have a uh, family reunion this weekend as well. So it's going to be busy. Um, I still I still am having trouble with you being a grandpa. <laughs> I, I can't believe that. I keep forgetting you have kids who are older. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I, uh. I mean, congratulations, but you just don't feel old enough. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Um. At this, at this rate, you might even hit great, great grandfather or great, great grandfather in your lifetime. Yeah. Well, Crystal's grandma is still with us, thankfully, and her grandpa. Uh -huh. So they're great, great grandparents now. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think I'm ever in a place to be ready to be a grandparent. Uh, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Gotta be really cool. Sorry, I got a toddler. I don't know what you're saying. I don't speak you. <laughs> Here's us. He knows we're talking about uh, little kids. Take your shirt off. Mm -hmm. Oh, oh, that's what you were saying. Okay, one second. I got a detour. There you go. I'm going to take my pants off. You can take your pants off. <laughs> okay. Sorry, guys. Hey, no, that that's that's there perfectly all right. I feel like taking Are my pants off them? too. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say I'm taking my pants off. There you go. Let's all be like Gwen. <laughs> up there. Here's me. Come on. Change your why did I have a toddler again, everybody? Lillian, I can't remember. It, do you do you have a, a little boy or a little girl? I have a little girl. Okay, I, I apologize because I, I kept call, calling her a, a boy. Uh, I I can't keep track of everyone's kids. Like, it, it's crazy. Like, it's, everyone has kids. Like, my kids have kids. Like, it, it's. Uh... Well, so, I mean. That's part of being a grandfather, you know. At your age, the memory just starts going. <laughs> well, I know a trick that my grandpa used to do is uh, whenever, like, I like I, he would see me with my friends. He would just call my friend Zeke. Like it didn't matter who they were. Like they, he would just call them Zeke. Um, just because he couldn't remember names, so that's just what he called uh, little boys that he didn't know. So I might, I might start picking up on that. You know, Zeke, and I don't know what I would call little girl, but, but anyway, uh, yeah, no, it's, yeah, like, I've been, well, my, my stepdaughter, uh, is 20, so, and I'm 42, so, yeah, 
Sort of like the universe and everything. Yeah. Um, my grandma, I think she was a... My grandma became a grandma the first time. I think she was, like, in her 30s. I want to say wow. she was, like, 33 or 34 when she became a my grandma. My mom didn't even have me till she was, like, 34. <laughs> yeah, well, my, my grandma had my aunt when she was 17. And then my aunt had her first daughter when she was 15. So that would have made my grandma, like, 32, 33. See, and I technically, if I didn't have Gwen. Both my children would be graduated and out of the house before I was 40. Well, by I was 40. Well, and then uh, like with, with my grandma, she became a great grandma, I want to say when she was 43. So, okay. So she was only like a year older than me when she became a great grandma. <laughs> wow. For so the by first your time. family standards, you're going slow. Yeah, actually I am. <laughs> I am. And I thought I was going fast. Because um, my one buddy, uh, he just had a baby not too long ago. And he's the same age as me. So he's 42 and he just became a, a first-time dad. And I'm yeah. like, no way. No way could I could I pull that off. You know, grandbaby, you know, I can have my snuggles. I can, you know, have my time. And then I go home and have a nap. And, and uh, <laughs> yeah, there's no I way. Definitely appreciate napping now. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. You could nap with the grandbaby. Yes. I guess Nados. Yeah. If if she if she'll nap. And you guys can get your diapers changed at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's not funny. Well, <laughs> actually, Grandpa doesn't do diapers. I've I've kind of thrown that out there. Um. Like, well, the, like this morning, um, I got a call or I got a text from my sister. My nephew had this concert that. You know, uh, he was had this morning, and she asked if I could come watch uh, the other two. So I was so absolutely I went over there. My nephew apparently um, decided waited until his parents are out the door before he decided to have an explosion in his diaper. Um, so immediately I called my wife over because uh, I couldn't deal I couldn't deal with that. <laughs> And and like a trooper, she came over and she changed them, and it was bad. It was it was so bad. I guess I guess it was going up his back, and yeah, it, I knew it wasn't good when when I when I would get near him and I was like gagging. I was like, yeah, I can't handle this. Can't That's do it. A wonderful grandpa. Yeah, well, te- well, that was my nephew. So uh, uh, when it comes to yeah, no. I don't know my granddaughter. I don't know. I don't. Th- I I think I got to put my foot down because I don't remember my dad ever changing diapers. So. I think I think I I gotta I can't do it. Sexist. Yeah. Well, I did change my kids' diapers. I did. I just I, I don't know. As I get older, I just I can't handle it anymore. I just can't. Um, but but my wife she's like a pro at it. So I just yeah I I got uh, uh, an ace up my sleeve with with her. So. But anyway, enough about poopy diapers, and uh, let's get on to... I love the conversations we get into, seriously. Yeah, let's get on to our main topic. So for this episode of the Pop Culture Pub, we are talking about Disney. And uh, the title of this episode is Wonderful World of Disney. Um, so the inspiration for this topic was I was watching a video on YouTube about the Disney Channel, like the history of the Disney Did Channel. Did there? And... Chris? Oh, can you guys oh, hear me? No, there he is. He's still there. 
Okay. I apologize, dear listener, we're having, like, some Skype issues. I, I know Kevin, like, when I called Kevin, I was having some issues initially. Um, but as long as you guys can still hear me. You're, you're loud and clear right now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so the inspiration for this episode was I watched a YouTube video about the Disney Channel. And it just made me think about Disney and the wonderful world of Disney and all that kind of stuff. So I, I have some questions uh, that I've prepared that I'm going to throw to my co-podcasters. And um, we're just it's all Disney-related. So first up, Disney Parks. Have you been? Um, Kevin, have you been to a Disney park? Um, my mom and dad took my brother and I in 1987. And then my dad and uh, his new family um, took me in like 97 or 98, somewhere around there. Um, but I haven't been since. Which uh, park did you go to? Disney World or Disneyland? The Disney World in Florida. So um, okay. the first time I, the first time I went, um, I, I guess my mom and dad had been saving up and credit card debt and all that fun stuff for years to you know do a trip for mm-hmm. us while we were you know still you know the the right age. So I would have been nine and my brother was seven. Um. So we flew down from New York. Uh, they rented a car down there, you know, had a hotel. Um, and they did, what was it? I think we were there 10 days, maybe two weeks. But they did uh, one day at the park, one day off. Because they thought we'd get too overwhelmed with it. Mm, yeah. So um, I th- we had Disney, Epcot, and SeaWorld. But then off days as well to do like the everything outside of the theme parks is just one giant tourist trap. Mm-hmm. You know, and then, uh, like some days it was, um, just hang out at the pool at the hotel and just kind of screw around there, you know? Yep. Um, so it, you know, days like that, as much of vacation for them as for us, really, I'm sure. And then when I went down somewhere around 10, 12 years later, um, with my dad, he got, at some point, he got roped into a timeshare in Orlando. Uh, I, yeah. I, I I don't know when. I never, you know, I, I don't discuss like finances or stuff like that with my parents. Um, so at some point, he got roped into that. Figured he'd make use of it. Did the trip to Disney. So we did um, Disney and, and MGM. I think when that was a thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. For that trip, and MGM's called something different now, Hollywood Experience or something. I forget what it's called now. Um, but that was it. He, oh no, we did. Um, shoot, what part is? Maybe it's an MGM. They had uh, Star Tours at the time, so it was like you you walk into it's a giant at, at out front. You walk in, and some droid says we're going to go for a ride, and then uh, the computer messes up, and it's like a moving theater thing as you're going oh. through a world of Star Wars. Yep. Yeah. And uh, exit through the gift shop, of course. Yeah. So, you know, here's all the Star Wars merchandise and stuff. Yep. He is, um, I, I, he hasn't brought it up in a while, but my dad 
was, you know, trying to remember how old I was when I went, how old my kid is now and all. Oh, we should totally do that. I'm like, I I cannot picture my kid flying. Mm-hmm. But I was like, well, I flew at nine, though. Yeah. So it's it's weird. I, I can't picture my kid doing it all, but I did it. So, yeah. Uh, I don't know. But who knows? That, that hasn't been mentioned in a while. And and to be honest, not to jump, I, I I'm not quite sure where the conversations will go here. Not to jump ahead, but all the Marvel stuff cannot be at Disney World in Orlando, Florida. It can only be in California. Marvel, when they were selling off rights to all the characters, signed a deal with Universal Studios to have Marvel characters in their theme parks. Oh, and okay. the idea is, east of the Mississippi, it can only be in Universal theme parks. West, it, now with the buyout, it can be in Disney parks. And huh. as long as they keep, as long as they want to have it and keep having rides and keep having costume characters, the deal keeps going. It's not like it's got a time limit of like ten years, twenty years, whatever. As long as they have something going, the deal will keep going. So yeah. Disney, uh, Disney Parks in Orlando kind of branched off. Like Guardians of the Galaxy was not part of the original deal with Universal. So they have a Guardians ride there. But the West Coast, the California ones, the one that has that Avengers Academy and mm-hmm. the like animatronic Spider-Man that flies through the sky and, you know, cool stuff like that. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, uh, Lillian, you, you said you haven't, you haven't been to Disney? No. No? My husband just broke my knee into a filing cabinet. We're having a fun night, guys. <laughs> Oh. Um, Ragnar, have you ever Although, been to Disney? To be fair, oh, to be fair. I would so, love to someday. Oh, absolutely. It's hella expensive with children. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, what about you, Ragnar? Have you been to a, a Disney park at all? So I, I have not. Um, two things. The first one is I have been to the Universal Studios theme park in Florida. I okay. had one day. And we had to choose between Universal and Disney, and for whatever reason, we went Universal. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. They definitely do have like a Marvel area with like the Doctor Doom roller coaster and all these different things. Um, I spent most of my time in the Simpsons Land. <laughs> I love the Simpsons, and that was totally awesome to me. Um, but it was cool, and I definitely would like to go to. Um, the Disney theme parks. Eventually, I'd like to go to both of them. Mm-hmm. The, the second thing is that my, my new girlfriend is just fucking obsessed with Disneyland. Oh, one of those. You and have a new girlfriend? She won't shut up about it. <laughs> and so I'm having a pretty good year. Like, I'm all of my shows are up. I'm, I'm probably going to have the best year in the history of my company. So I was all like, well, let's go on a vacation. And she got so intense about this trip because she's been there, I don't know, three or four or five times that she had it even before we had booked anything. She had it already planned down to like not quite the minute, but practically. And so I said, I don't want to go because it didn't sound fun to me having this like no, we show up at this time, and we have to stay at this hotel, and we catch this bus, and then we go see this thing, and then we go do this, and then we do that. And I'm kind of like, I just want to go. 
I don't yeah. want to have a schedule and, and be told what to do and where to go and what's not worth seeing. I just want to go check it out. And so, yeah, so we were going to go and now we're not. And uh, I'm sure it would still be awesome, but uh, the level of intensity that and she, she had was about okay it with that? kind of scared me off. Oh, she's pretty upset, but she, since I was the one who was going to be paying for it all, she can't really say anything. Well, and I think, like, I don't know, for my brain, like, I struggle with just going places. Like, I need a plan, otherwise my anxiety is out of control. Oh. Within reason, like... Um, if I don't know what we're doing, I'm so afraid that I'm going to waste time or I'm going to miss something. But at the same time, the thought of going to Disneyland or somewhere like that is, is if I don't have a map and at least an idea of how long it's going to take me to get to places, then I know I'll be horribly overwhelmed. And that's what I think. And when I think of these parks, I just think of how over, like as an autistic person looking at like, the, the amount of, like, people and, and lineups. like Well, and just the sheer size. It's of intense. It. So, like, for anyone who's gone, like, they probably have an idea. But at the same time, like, I, I like the idea of, I think I, have you ever, like, okay, when you test out something, like, the, your first time going to the gym, you want to get to know what equipment is there, and then you make a routine. Like, if I lived closer to Disneyland, like, some of my friends just go on the weekend because they live in the area. Yeah. Um, they have time to, like, get to know the place but i think if you're only going for like two to three days like i know someone who spent like ten thousand dollars on their trip and like they did everything and it was insane yeah yeah it doesn't I, sound I'm, that fun. I'm more than like i just want to go i i just want to check it out i don't want an itinerary i just want to wander the park and like let's go one day and just wander the park and then we'll go the next day and we'll do all the rides Mm -hmm. That was kind of my thing, and she was so intense about like, no, 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 no. We, this is how we do it. We don't bother with this thing. We just go straight to this thing. And I was just like, man, this doesn't sound fun at all. <laughs> it's supposed to be a fun place, not like a, you know. Well, I don't know. Um, I, I, I can't, so, I, so anyways, yeah. <laughs> I, I can't speak to, you know, to to the girlfriend thing there, Ragnar. But I will say, it is nice having someone that knows the ins and outs of Disneyland because, um, you know, she could probably steer you the right way because there are some things that, that you go there and it's disappointing. So she's probably good at, would be good at avoiding things like that. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm sure she meant well, but it just... But I will... She's somebody who, she's somebody who doesn't get intense about things like ever and then yeah. she just got like foaming at the mouth intense about it and i i was just like i don't want to go <laughs> but i i will say ragnar like i like i've been there twice the first time i yeah. went in was in 1994 and i went with my dad and and my mom and my sister it was a family trip um you know we drove all the way down there which was nuts i, I would never want to do that again um yeah like my sister and i, I think we're ready to kill each other uh, by the time we got that's to Disneyland. A, that's a long drive here, kid. Yep. It, it is, yeah. But one thing I'll say about Disneyland is, like, my, my dad's kind of a grump. Um, you know, but he really became a kid at Disneyland. Like, I've oh, met, yeah? Like, my dad just lit right up. He was enjoying the rides. He was having a great time. Like, it, it really does bring out the kid in you. Like, I know that's, like, a tagline, I think, at one time at Disneyland. 
uh, something similar to that that you know like you know brings out the kid in you, and it, it really does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I got to go again in 2013 uh, as a father with with my kids, uh, and um, it was and, and the thing uh, is it was a planned trip. Um, I mean, we kind of just went into the park and did whatever, but like um, it was Crystal's grandma that like booked the flights. Um, she got us the fast pass, which I highly recommend. Um, yeah, I learned that. I learned that the hard way at the Universal Studios. You definitely want to get that thing. Yeah. Oh and, yeah. And it's nice because, like, when we went in 2013, they just opened Cars Land um, at the Disney California Adventure, which is like a separate park right beside Disneyland. But we had passes for both. Um, I actually like the California Adventure more than Disneyland, to be honest with you. Well, see, I was all like, I want to go to California Adventure. And she's like, nah, nah, it's pointless. Just, we do this, we do that. We, and I'm just like, I don't know, man. It just oh, doesn't sound fun. The, the California Adventure, I highly recommend it. Because um, like I said, like that Cars line, like, I'm, I mean, you know, my son was big into Cars when it first came out. I remember going to the theater when, when that movie came yeah. out and all that kind of stuff. Cars Land, you really feel like you're in the desert. Like, it, it, it's amazing what they do there. Like, you really huh. feel like you're in the movie. Because they actually have cars driving around that, you know, talk and, and all that kind of stuff. It's really cool. Um, and then they do the, like, they, like they have the California Boardwalk. They have all that kind of stuff. Yeah, di- like, I, I personally like California Adventure more. Um... But when we went in 2013, that was like a year after the Star Wars acquisition by Disney. So they didn't really have, like, I mean, they had, like, Space Mountain. And they did have, like, the Star Tour or whatever or um, that Kevin was talking about. But that was kind of it. They didn't really have a lot of the, the Star Wars stuff yet. Um, and I was especially kind of disappointed because they didn't really have a lot of Muppets stuff because, you know, Disney acquired the Muppets. Uh, so I was really looking for Muppet stuff because I'm I'm a Muppets guy, but uh, there wasn't really a lot of Muppet stuff there. But, I mean, there might be now. Uh, the Indiana Jones ride was amazing in Disneyland. Uh, Splash Mountain, it, it, it was great the first time I went and uh, the second time I went. Still scares the shit out of me when you do that drop. Um, and I gotta say, like, I'm not a roller coaster guy, but I went, I actually said, you know, because my wife and my kids are really pushing me to go on uh, a roller coaster. It's called Screamin'. It's in uh, the California Adventure. And I finally relented. I was like, okay, we're we're in California. I guess I'll go on a roller coaster. And I gotta, I gotta admit, it was pretty awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah, because I can't. I remember. I can't remember. You you take off at like a super like fast speed. I could literally feel my brain touching the back of my skull. Like that's how fast <sighs> we we're going. Um. Yeah, I recommend only one time. I wouldn't want. You know, like I think you would. You know, it wouldn't be good to do it multiple times. But. Um. But yeah, like, but in '94, like, yeah, we went to Universal Studios one one day we went to disneyland one day and then we went to tijuana uh on a tour oh cool. um but in not or sorry 2013 we just spent like the like five days in disneyland and to be honest with you 
I, I would recommend doing two weeks, because it really felt like, you know, like the days just blew by, and we didn't, ha you know, like, we didn't spend any time at the hotel besides the, you know, after, like, 8 or 9 o'clock at night, we'd go back to the hotel. Like, it, like, there's just so much to do, like, I, I highly recommend, like, a 10 or 14 day stay, if you can, if you can pull it off. Um, wow, okay. Uh, yeah, the amount of money that would cost just yeah. hurts my brain. <laughs> like, like we saved money because we stayed off the resort. Because there's like a lot of hotels um, beside the resort. Like we stayed at uh, Howard Johnson, um, and it's like a 15 minute walk to get to the park. Like you don't even have to take a cab or anything. Um, and there's so many good places to eat, like outside of the park. Um, yeah, she said the food in the park isn't all that good except for the churros or something. Yeah, well, even the churros. Um, I saw a video someone did of trying all the different flavors of churros at Disneyland, and it was really underwhelming because basically they were like, there was a really sweet, like a lot of, mm -hmm. you know, fruity sweet. But I don't do really well with just overly sweet things. Um, they said the original, the basic ones were delicious and stuff, but like. One one Ugh. thing that I noticed in the parks, I never did figure out where the, the, the these were coming from. I would see people walking around eating turkey legs. Oh, the giant ones? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I've seen so many videos of those. And I'm like, where are people getting? Like, I never did see where the, where figured out where they got them from. But my friend's entire family, <clears throat> they split an entire one between them. Wow. Yeah. Because they were like, we're not getting one, but they, it was enough for all of them. Yeah, uh, yeah, these things are huge. Um, but yeah, there's some good places to eat in the park. Like, um, you know, there's some themed places and all that kind of stuff. But I mean, just outside the park, like, I mean, there was an IHOP and um, a few other good places. Like, the portions are amazing. Like, you get so full eating there. Like, um, I feel as a Canadian, like, we get ripped off up here. Like we de we definitely don't get the portions that they get in the states. No, um, that's because they're state sized portions. Well, which is why we're not state sized people. Yes, <laughs> that sounds really hard. <laughs> I'm so sorry to any Americans. I'm well, sorry. Your portion sizes are not helpful to my portion. Control. I know, but I I just keep telling myself I'm on holidays, right? Like I, you know, like I couldn't believe it. Like this one restaurant, I can't remember the name of the restaurant, but I mean, I would order. Like you would get like a burger, and then I'd get like a side of macaroni and cheese and a side of fries. Is it like an Applebee's? Yeah, something like that. And it came with like a Applebee's cornbread, and I was like, whole, you know, like, like, like I got a big appetite, and even even I was having a hard time with it. But cool. Um, yeah. You know, we need to do an episode sometime where we just talk about our favorite places to eat and buffets. Cool. We we should. How about it? Um. Because Kevin and I were just talking the other night, I was asking him if he had ever been to Montana's, and they and that's my husband's favorite place to eat. Yeah, we just went yesterday. I love Montana's. Mm. Their apple butter sauce. Um, mm. my hubby's yeah. mother's allergic to apples, so we buy it and we label it as mom killer in the fridge. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, no, I love I love Montana's. <laughs> Don't judge me. I love Montana's. Um. All right, well, uh, my next question is, the wonderful world of Disney on Sunday nights. This was a staple 
for me growing up, I know it was on CBC in Canada. I think it was on ABC in the United States. Yep, it was actually. Um, I ironically, me being hi nerd, had to look it up to be like, what the heck? This sounds so familiar. And it, it you know, there's a, if you ever like to any of you people who have way too much time on their hands, go look up the history of the wonderful world of Disney. Mm-hmm. It's it started in the fifties. And then it, like, literally it went up and down when Walt Disney was, like, seriously losing money. Yep. And then it got picked up again in the 80s, and then it got phased out after the Walt Disney Channel came through. But, like, it it just kept coming and going kind yep. of thing. But Walt Disney's had, like, an up and down kind of, you know? Yep. So, on, on these, you know, Sunday nights, Wonderful World of Disney, did you have a favorite old-school Disney movie? Um, Kevin, do you have... An old a favorite old school Disney movie. Oh jeez, not really. My my favorite things would end up being um, like uh, behind the scenes at the parks kind of thing. Mm, yep, where they would show you know the Imagineering and the you know the engineering and like just all the crazy stuff. Or here's something coming soon. And and they're glorified commercials for the park, mm-hmm. but you know the the history of Walt Disney and buying the Swampland and what they changed it into and all. Like I would always be fascinated by that. Um, maybe more so than anything else on there. Uh, I did like. I'm making confused. I feel like one of the wonderful world of Disney's that they would have was like a Halloween special, mm-hmm. and it was. And it was pretty much taking, like, classic Disney cartoons with, you know, your main group, but ones that were a little spooky or Halloween-themed or whatever. I absolutely feel like I remember watching that. And when when I was growing up, um, because Wonderful World of Disney, I feel like the time slot got replaced by America's Funniest Home Videos on Sundays. Yeah, maybe. But but then they would do, like... um, you know, there's no Americans Funniest Tonight, so it's a special, wonderful world of Disney. Like every, I don't know, four to six weeks, probably it would be, you know, the Disney night for it. Um, you know, whatever movie or show or whatever for it. But the weird thing is, I appreciate the Disney stuff now more as an adult than I did as a kid. Mm-hmm. And, and I think because I was, you know, um, child of the 80s or whatever they're like wanting more smart ass sarcasm something with an edge you know um and and honestly with when i was growing up simpsons was about to come on at eight o'clock to give me all of that Mm -hmm. and i didn't appreciate disney stuff and now i do i actually um i i don't know if i saw it on disney channel because we had that grown up or if it was part of like a wonderful world of disney episode i can't remember but i made my kids sit down we watched um the truth about mother goose oh okay which is like a, a 12 minute disney cartoon i don't know what it aired as part of originally but i remember seeing it when i was a kid on one of those mm-hmm. and it's it's literally just like a Walt Disney cartoon, but they'll take, you know, London Bridge or um, uh, Mary Mary, yeah, Mary Mary Quick and Trey, and tell you the history of the songs and how they came to be and what you know, even if it's 
horrible things in history. And it, like, it, uh, it's like I'm watching Disney Game of Thrones for some of these explanations. Yeah. But, you know, stuff that, stuff that I didn't appreciate when I was younger. Yeah. And, and I don't know how, um, because ABC, uh, I don't know exactly when, but ended up being owned by Disney. Mm-hmm. Did, so, do you want me to tell you? <laughs> In 1997. All right. Sorry. Um, you're right, but a lot of the stuff kind of starts blurring in together. Yeah. Because ABC also had TGIF, which was Full House and Family Matters and Boy Meets World and, like, mm-hmm. a, a lot of classic shows. Yeah. And there were always episodes, about one per season, where they just happened to go to Disney. And, you know, one of the kids gets lost, and there's Mickey and Mouse to give them directions to head back. Or, you know, they feel like their family doesn't appreciate them, and here's Goofy with words of advice, or whatever it might be. Yeah. And it's, it's a commercial for the park. That's all the episode is, to just have them wandering around for it. Yeah. Um, but it, it all, it honestly kind of all blurs together. Like, what was the wonderful world of Disney Night, and what was other stuff on ABC or or Disney channels that came along later? Um, watch, either way, I watch more of it than I realize. Yep. Oh, absolutely. Um, with uh, with Wonderful World of Disney, I remember like they would air um, like Disney cartoons. Like I remember watching Robin Hood. Stuff like that. Um, but the ones that, you know, really stick out to me are the live, classic live action stuff. Like, um, oh, what's that one called? Uh, where they're twins and they, they oh, meet. Oh, Parent Trap? Parent Trap, yeah. I remember Parent, the old Parent Trap, not the. With Haley Mills? Yes, yep. Haley Mills, yep. We, classic. We, we definitely watched that. Yeah, I remember that. I remember the Herbie movies, Herbie the Love Bug. Um, Herbie Rides Again, all yep. those things. Yep. Uh, the Apple Dumpling Gang, I remember them. Do you know, actually, it's funny you mentioned that. When Disney Channel, when Disney came out with its streaming service and it added all the old Disney movies, yep. that was one of the first movies I watched. The Apple Dumpling Gang? It's on there, Disney Plus, yeah. Nice. Um... But the two, like, because, I mean, they would have their rotation. And one thing I will, I do remember about the wonderful world of Disney is when Who Framed Roger Rabbit was out in theaters, they aired it at the same time on Wonderful World of Disney. And it just blew my mind. I'm like, I remember, you know, it it being a big thing that they're airing Roger Rabbit at the same time it was out in theaters. Um... So there was that, but the ones that I remember in the rotation, and whenever they would show up, I had to watch them. Uh, uh, so my second favorite is Condor Man. I don't know if you guys nah. remember Condor Man, but um, it, it, it it doesn't stand the test of time. It is pretty bad, um, but it was a lot of fun. It like I just the, like the theme song. Um, it's great. I highly recommend checking out Condor Man if you want a good cheesy Disney live-action movie from the 70s. Uh, but without a doubt, my favorite live-action Disney movie on Wonderful World of Disney was The Black Hole. Um, I And I still love that movie. It, it That it, movie still kicks ass. It yeah. does. I, I, I have no clue what you're talking about. 
I need to go Google this. Oh, I, I, I'm sure you've had had to have come across it at one point, Lillian. Uh, it's w- with uh, Maximilian, the big red robot, and then, um, oh shit, what what was the robot's name? Um, I, there was old Bob, but who who was? Nineteen seventy nine. Yeah. Yes. I might have missed this one. The the Roddy McDowell robot, Kev. Do you remember what his name was? Oh, oh Vincent. God, Vincent. That was his name. Um, yeah, just it, it was a great cast. Uh, it was I don't know, Lillian. It, it is on Disney Plus. I know that. Um, if you if you want a good old, you know, science fiction. Oh, I'm adding that it, to my list. I'm gonna add that on there. Because basically, Disney, you know, like at this. At, you know, this was after Star Wars, and of course, Disney didn't own Star Wars at the time. Uh, so everyone was cashing in on the, you know, the space science fiction. So Paramount was rushing, you know, Star Trek the motion picture into theaters, and Disney made this, um, the Black Hole, and I still love it. I, I, I still think it's great. It's my favorite live-action Disney movie. And uh, another thing I remember about Disney movies, I can't remember any... Well, there was the uh, Flight of the Navigator. I remember that one. Uh, oh, sorry. And also... Uh, I didn't realize something we found here. And um, Kurt Russell. I just remember Kurt Russell, a young Kurt Russell, being in so many of those old Disney movies. Uh, but uh, Lillian, uh, do you have a favorite uh, classic Disney movie? Oh, yes. Oh, yes, do I ever. Okay, so, history lesson for you. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm such a nerd. All right, we so, appreciate when they were it, rebooting the magical world of Disney, so they redubbed it from the wonderful world of Disney, it was Disney, you know, wonderful world, and it became the magical world of Disney. Um, yeah. So, in when the series was redubbed after they purchased ABC in 1997, um, they did many original made-for-TV movies. Including my all-time favorite, Rogers and Hammerstein's Cinderella, starring Brandy. Oh, um, that movie is insane. Um, I love it more than I can even say with Whoopi Goldberg and and then all of the amazing cast of Apollo and and just uh, Bernadette Peters and like. So I grew up on the original uh, Rogers and Hammerstein that had been recorded in like the 1950s or something, and I loved it. Um, and then when this came out, I was so confused how a white guy and a black woman had a Chinese son. No, he's Filipino, Filipino son. But the, it was just diverse. It was fantastic. And um, I just love that movie so much. And I had no clue because um, I remember renting it the first time at our old movie store, the, mm-hmm. the story behind it. I remember looking it up. And that was a wonderful world of Disney thing because they made all these made for TV movies that just you can never find anywhere anymore. Um, and so yeah, that was really yeah. before Disney Plus. If you didn't see it on the TV, you were screwed. Where the heck did you ever get to see it? Exactly. Well, they came out with some amazing things. Well, even with Disney Plus, there's still a lot of Disney content that is not on there, and it just oh yeah, it kind of blows yeah. my mind. Like I'm sure, there I'm sure some, they have I... a department that just adds the old stuff, but there's so much content it probably takes a while. There was a show I watched. I swear it was one of their Disney movies, and I've never been able to find it. Um, actually, I think I found it once accidentally in a subreddit. 
Um, and I just, I, I'm pretty sure I spent like nine years just randomly every now and then, you know, when something pops in your head and you Google, like trying to find just random words from a movie to see if you can find it. Yep. And I think I did find it and it was an obscure Disney movie they've made, which I'll never be able to find again. I, I remember like, um, having this thought when I was in Disneyland you know, like, like, cause they they say they have like this vault, right? Like they call it the Disney Vault that they take all yeah. their, their their stuff and, and put in storage and 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 keep. Like, why don't they sell like? Cause you can, you know, they have these services now where, like, say you wanted a movie, I, I can't remember who does it if it's MGM or one of the other companies, where they will actually press like a, D, a DVD for you, like if you order it, like they'll you know they'll, they'll custom make it. I don't know why Disney doesn't do that at their parks. Like, you know, like you can go through... They used to do, like, do you remember when they used to, every so many years, they'd pull a movie from the vault and it would get a special case and... Yep. Like, I don't... I can't remember the last time I saw the vault open to, like, advertise like that. It made it magical. It did, yeah. But I just... And then... Sorry. Oh, I I just think Disney would make a killing, like, selling these... On DVD, like if they Disney's were... not already making a killing. I know, it owns I know everything. I know. Um, I just think it's an then, oversight on their part. Oh, absolutely. Um, and every now and then, I do have to add as well, just because every now and then, um, I have to post this to Facebook to make sure everybody is aware of who Ludwig von Drake is, the amazing bumbling professor and uncle of Donald Duck, who sang the color song. Uh, if you don't know the color song, I'm definitely going to have to introduce you guys later. Um, he goes on to talk about color and he runs around singing red, yellow, green, red, blue, big, gray, and white, and never mind. Anyways, um, he's a fantastic duck and (laughs) he's amazing. And I, well, I'm pretty sure I've had that song stuck in my head for like 20, almost 30 years for as long as I can remember. Excellent. Um, Ragnar, um, uh, do you have a favorite old-school Disney movie? Well, I mean, I remember watching The Magical World of Disney on Sunday nights, because I remember the excitement of seeing, like, the Disney castle shot that kind of starts it out and all that. But I I honestly, that was when I was a little kid, I really don't remember any of the things that were on it, just being excited to watch it whenever I got to. Um... So, I can't think of any of the really old school ones that I super love, but I remember as a kid being, you know, the Lat- the Lion King and Aladdin, mm-hmm. uh, Rescuers Down Under, those were all pretty big movies when I was a kid that we watched again and again and again and again and again. Yep. But I don't know if I'd call them old school or not, but, uh, but yeah. Well, they are old school now. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. You know, like, it's crazy when you think about it, like, I'm, you know, like I said, like, the black hole, like, at the time when I first watched it, it was only, like, I don't know, seven or eight years old, like, it wasn't that old, but I thought of it as an old movie, and now, like, the, you know, Little Mermaid, I think, came out in 1990, like, I mean, that's 30 years ago now, over 30 years. Well, and it's funny, because you mentioned, um... My brain just went sideways. You just said something. A TV show. And I'm like, did you... S- I don't remember what you said. Anyways, it was in the 90s it came out. So. Yeah. Yep. 
I actually, ironically, because I wasn't expecting to get to that part, because that was when we talked about when you had mentioned the Disney afternoon. Mm-hmm. I actually have the entire lineup of from 1990 all the way to 97 open on my computer. <laughs> wow. Just because I wanted to be like, what if I forgot something? What if they need a reminder? So. All right. Well, well, let's talk about the Disney afternoon. Um, like I, I, I can't remember when it first came into our area. I think it was 1992. It 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 debuted on ITV, which is now Global Edmonton. Uh, and I remember, like the morning weather guy, the guy that's still doing the weather now, Mike Sobel. He was the guy that hosted it. Uh, so they would like do like in studio stuff in Edmonton where you know like you could sit, like you can draw a picture or write a letter, and he would like show it on on the Disney afternoon between shows and stuff. Yeah, I always wanted cool to be that. on there. Yeah, I that just was pretty cool if you like showed your picture. Yep. Yep. Um, so I I just remember that, but I mean my f- my absolute favorite was Darkwing Duck. I I love Darkwing Duck. Because uh, yeah, he's amazing. Yeah, still and gargoyles. Gargoyles was pretty kick-ass. Yeah, gargoyles oh, was. was I, I never got into gargoyles, um, but uh, yeah, I just remember Darkwing Duck. Um, gargoyles was really dark though. Like Darkwing was fun and goofy and everything, but gargoyles dealt with a lot of dark stuff. Like it was a pretty pretty deep show. Yeah, like when it first started i remember there was chippendale there's rescue rangers uh yep. gummy bears i think yep. um <laughs> tailspin so i'm looking at the list i'm like dang you're on the point you're on the ball yeah tailspin and then darkwing mm-hmm. duck like when it when it premiered yep. on on itv that, that no, was... that's literally like the order that they had oh okay um and then i watched it for a pat on the back well, I, I spent a lot of afternoons watching that. A lot of Saturday afternoons. Um, but uh, basically, I was I was just kind of... You know what? As a kid, Saturday na- Saturday afternoons as a kid are kind of a weird time. They are, yeah. And, and, you know, a lot of Saturday afternoons, you didn't really have anything to do except watch TV. Unless you were that kid who wasn't allowed to. Uh, yeah, well... Like I like my parents like because I just remember in the summers like my parents played a lot of like uh, beer league baseball like they played in tournaments and stuff and I had to choose like do I stay home to watch the Disney afternoon or do I go with them down to the Ball Diamonds and a lot of times mm-hmm. I, I would just skip and because I I love Darkwing Duck um, so basically I would sacrifice hanging out with my friends to watch Darkwing Duck um, and then I'd be disappointed if it was like a rerun. I'd be like, shit. Yeah. I just gave up. I just <laughs> yeah. gave up a day for nothing. Um, but you know, it's still. It's been you know a few months since I seen this episode, so I, you know, I guess there's that. You know, it's funny. Those are the shows as well that this new generation still love the theme songs. Yes. Yep. Like you see them dancing to them on TikTok or something like that. I'm like. Yeah, I, I saw a guy wearing a Darkwing Duck shirt at, at the Regina Comic Con. There's a Darkwing Duck stuffy hanging outside my bedroom door. Oh, um, I can't remember which singer does. How did less nerdy in my head? There, uh, there was a singer. Um, shit, I can't remember who it was now. Uh, but he was on the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, and he did a rendition of uh, the Ducktales theme, and it was awesome, man. Like I, I, I re-listened to that 
him singing DuckTales, woohoo, you know, um, probably like ten times in a row. It was so awesome. Wow. Uh, I can't remember who it was. It, um, but anyway, uh, Kev, um, Disney Afternoon, uh, did you partake, and what, what were some of your favorites? Disney Afternoon seemed to last longer than the usual um, weekday cartoons. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I, you know, I mentioned before, um, so I would get, school would get out at 2.10. Uh, when I was in grade school, I could be home by, like, 2.30 at the latest, even even taking my sweet time. Uh, but if I wasn't, 2.30 was Scooby-Doo, so it would mm-hmm. be all set. And then from, like, 3 to 5-ish could be other cartoons, G.I. Joe, Transformers, Thundercats, stuff like that. But the Disney afternoon was always 3 to 5. There would always be there was always four cartoons in there. Mm-hmm. And even as, you know, we're all growing up and, oh, I don't watch cartoons anymore. DuckTales was always cool. Yep. There's never anything wrong with watching DuckTales. Uh, if you're already watching and Chippendale comes on, that's okay, but couldn't watch Chippendale by itself because it's a little too childish. Um, Darkwing Duck fun. Gargoyles was just hardcore. Mm-hmm. Like Gargoyles yeah. was no 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 this is serious you can watch it you can you can be an adult you know it deals with gun violence and like murder of course yeah. it's fine and, and, and I mean Goliath is hot and it's serial too yeah. so if you, miss, if you miss an episode you're like well what the heck's going on here what's happening yeah, now yeah. you know so you had like a good bridge of stuff there. It's like, well, I'm a kid and I can be a kid, but I can also watch this serious stuff too, and it's all appealing to you know, uh, this mix of who I am at this age too. Um, and then I, I feel like there were other ones. I think there was an Aladdin, there was an Aladdin, there was a yep. Timon and Pumbaa, there was a Hercules. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hercules was a different channel. Okay. Or a different I, show, not that yeah, but um, Aladdin was on there, definitely. For some reason, I never got into Tailspin, and I don't know why, but I've watched, like, maybe one or two Tailspin episodes in my life. I think if you, there's some episodes that are so good that you watch all the bad ones for. I I, I mean, you know, add it to the list of a hundred other things. Like, maybe one day I'll go through Tailspin just for the heck of it, because I feel like I'm missing it Mm -hmm. in my childhood there. But I, I think... As great as Gargoyles was, and some of the other things, DuckTales was really other level because it got the movie, Secret of the Lost Lamb. Which is the and, best movie ever. And it had one of the best NES games, too. <gasps> I forgot about that. The DuckTales NES game was so much fun. It was challenging, it was complicated, but like once you figured out the controls, you could be okay until the next thing happened. Um, but simple enough that like someone else playing at your house could also pick it up and play and, and be enjoying it too. Like it, it was a fun party game. It was fun to do on your own. It had great graphics. You know, you, you say at the time, but that game st- I think still holds up today. In I remember my friends playing that one on uh, Sega Genesis, and I didn't have a Sega and I didn't have any new games, but they loved it. I remember that. I like the Aladdin game better, but that's just me. Aladdin game is really good, too. 
Mm-hmm. Now, now, Chris, I didn't see it on the list, but a companion to the Disney Afternoon cartoons was the Disney Adventures mini magazine. Yeah, oh, that's right. Those. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I remember yep. I usually I bought one because they did I, I they did a tour of the Next Generation set. And I mm-hmm. and, and they did a an interview with Michael Dorn. I remember that. I remember buying that one. Side Squirrel, you know that there are Star Trek voices and gargoyles, right? Yes. Uh okay. I know Jonathan like, Frakes. Star Trek. And Marina Sirtis. Marina Sirtis. And then Michael, Michael Dorn, Dorn also and did And Michael some, Dorn, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, but yeah, for 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 you younger listeners, um, that mm-hmm. Disney Adventures magazine was like digest size, um, mm-hmm. you know, Reader's Digest or or the Archie ones that are always at the checkout counter, which is where these were too, usually like grocery store checkout counter. Yep. Yeah. So you you'd have Disney news, Disney information, Disney articles, you know, the cartoons, the movies, the theme parks. But then they would work in like Disney comics in there too. There'd be a Mickey Mouse comic, a Donald Duck comic, whatever. Yep. For it. But then it like Chris was saying, there's a Star Trek one. They also branched out outside of Disney. So here's you know, Star Trek on the cover, or Star Wars or Spider Man or, you know, baseball player or Michael Jordan or something like that. Like they mm-hmm. were always doing everything to get kids into it and you know, again, at an age where a lot of us were outgrowing these things, you're at the store with your mom, and you can get something, and, you know, oh, all right, well, there's gum and there's candy, but I could get this Disney Adventures magazine, too, and they usually go for it, because at least you're reading something. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I think most of us ended up with, you know, five to ten of those magazines at some point, not a whole collection, but, you know, we all end up with, like, a couple of them because whatever was on the cover that month was really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. I was never a big magazine person. Uh, yeah, I'm 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 a huge magazine person, and um, I do remember that. And 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 uh, good catch there, Kev, because I I completely forgot about that until you mentioned. It. I was like, oh yeah, it it's something that I I. I feel kind of sad that like kids of this generation don't see things like that as much. Yeah. Um, it's like it's uh, like even TV Guide. I mi- I miss TV Guide because you know sometimes they would have you know a good story or article and and yeah it uh, it's a it's a time that has passed. It's it you know like with the the comic book spinner racks as well. But well uh, and. Quick, quick yep, tangent yep, there with ahead. it. TV Guide was how you discovered something you never saw before when you're homesick from school for a couple days, mm-hmm. and you know, mom or dad or whoever is like, "Okay, I got to take care of things," and you're old enough that you can still lie there on the couch or the bed, sick and miserable, because you're not gonna get in any trouble right now. You know, like to let me run out to the store to get your ginger ale or something, or let me take care of something, you know, in the garage or whatever. And you're flipping through TV, but you'll grab the TV guide, and that's how you discover, you know, random old sitcom or or random old movie or whatever that you would have never watched otherwise, and becomes like your favorite thing in the world now. Yep. And a kid's not going to get that flipping through all the streaming services <coughs> or YouTube or whatever now. Yep. Um. So add adding on to this tangent, um, 
one of my favorite Seinfeld episodes is when Elaine takes George's <laughs> dad's TV guide because apparently he yeah. collects them. Um, which I, I think is hilarious because he gets so mad about it. And the reason why I think it's hilarious is because that's the way my aunt was with TV Guide. Like, you did not mess with her TV Guide. Like, if, if you took it, um, like, like you were putting your life on the line. You know, like, you did not mess with her TV Guide. Um, oh, so you just, like, unlocked, like, a memory. Didn't they used to have, like... It wasn't a magazine, but there was actually, like, a TV guide. Like, there actually was a... You had to... Like, we would circle things to see if we wanted to watch them. Yeah. yeah. We yeah, would channel is. surf, like... Yeah, that's what we're talking about. Whoa! Yeah. Yeah. I like forgot a, about those! Yeah, good 200-page catalog, pretty much, of here's everything that's on TV yeah. on every channel this week. In, Could in you your imagine area. the work it took to build that, and then if you had any changes, the complaints you would have gotten? Mm-hmm. Like... And, and, and between Whoa. Canada and the U.S., there must have been, like, a hundred different versions. Because if you live here, here's your TV channels. If you live over here, here's your TV channels. So each area got its own. Yep. Dang, I, wow. So, like, like where I grew up, TV Guide didn't really do anything for us. Because, like, our, our, our unless you knew what the channel was on cable, it didn't really help you. Uh, but... Like I said, like when I was at my grandma's or whatever, I'd read it for the articles. Or, you know, like if I was at the store and, you know, and, you know, the Captain Picard's on the cover, Commander Cisco, I was like, well, I'm picking that up today. Um, just because they have an interview with them. Uh, when I did move into Barhead, I think for the first year or two, I did have a subscription to TV Guide. Because we actually did have cable back then. Um... And then, yeah, it just disappeared. And it's very unfortunate. Like, I remember things like, um, like when Next Generation went off the air, they did like a TNG special, uh, which I still have. I, I, um, somehow I lost it, but I bought it at a convention a few years ago. And yeah, it's fantastic. Um, all right. So getting back to talking about Disney Afternoon, Lillian. Uh, what what are some of your uh, memories of Disney Afternoon? What was your favorite show? Literally, we've talked about all of them. Like, I mean, <laughs> well, but the one that hasn't been mentioned that had one of my favorite theme songs was Bonkers. Oh. Oh yeah, like I swear, I still get it stuck in my head, and I'll run around being like, oh, "We're not going to sing. We're not doing that." But no. Um, I used to love that. Like, uh, Tailspin's mandatory. Gummy Bears we watched for a while, but then my mom banned it from the house. Um, <laughs> but I mean... Uh, why? Just because she didn't like the crystals in it, and this was at a time oh. when the church was very big on witchcraft, right? Gotcha, gotcha, um, yep. So, like, Tailspin's, Darkwing Duck, Bonkers. The other one I never really got into was, as the year, like, Mighty Ducks. I never, like, I love the Mighty Ducks TV shows. I hated the cartoons. Um, like, but all the rest, they just, they're my happy things. I still watch them. Chip and Dale, like, if you, I mean, I don't remember if we talked on uh, about the new, the new Chip and Dale movie that came out. That was so much fun. But, um, I love Chip and Dale. I still have to watch that. I, I've heard nothing. You have to go things. watch oh, it. So it's good. so good. It's so good. <laughs> now, Bonkers had me remembering, now this is super obscure. 
And I don't know if it was like uh, in between the cartoons or, you know, uh, once a week they played it or Disney Channel or whatever. But around Bonkers time, there's also this like uh, shape changing leopard cheetah kind of thing. Oh, um, called Marsupilami. Marsupilami. I love that show. Super obscure Disney one, but it was so much fun because it was so freaking weird. Also had a really good theme song. No, yes, it did. So taught kids how to spell really weird words, long words. Hmm. I, I don't remember that at all. Um, one I think that I forgot to mention or wasn't mentioned was Goof Troop. I just I remember that oh. one. Mandatory. Because I, I love Goofy. You know, and it doesn't—I like—it doesn't matter if he's a dog or whatever he is. Uh, you know, I know there's that debate, but anyway, he is a dog. But then, why is Pluto a dog? You don't talk about Pluto. How can you, <laughs> he's the most. Oh, you got to talk about Pluto. I love Pluto. He's such a good boy. No, we love Pluto. We do, but Pluto is not the same kind of dog. Pluto was demoted to a dwarf dog. By Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. He, and That's it's right. funny because he, he is classed as a dog. Yep. But I, it's kind of like, you know, in the Muppets where we have talking vegetables and non-talking vegetables. Yeah, that that I guess that is true if you're if we're going by Muppet rules. Um, yeah, we're gonna do Muppet rules. Everything's better with Muppet rules. Yeah. Um, sorry, so quick, quick, oh, sorry, quick Kev. Muppet tangent. No quick Muppet thing to double back. I did not realize I was looking it up in between. I did not realize that the Muppet Family Christmas was the Wonderful World of Disney debut. No way! That movie is freaking amazing. And if you find it, you need to find the Wonderful World of Disney version of it, not the version released on VHS, because the VHS version did not have the rights for Sesame Street or Fraggle Rock. Only oh. PBS and well, HBO. Well, like, is that the one where they end up like they find the Fraggles in the basement and the guy? Yeah. And yeah. Okay. Yeah. So here's the thing: for the longest time, I thought that was a fever dream because we had it on a VHS and nobody knew that movie. Mm-hmm. And so I'd be talking about a Muppet Family Christmas, and they'd be like, "Oh, the one with Michael Caine," and I'm like, "No." Nope. The one where Grandma's gonna go to Hawaii and then they surprise her and then yep. Fraggle Rock shows up and Sesame Street and like I I just get these blank stares. Yep, there there was a VHS release, but because Sesame Street and Fraggle Rock are different things, they had to edit those yep. scenes out. That's why if you actually I think if you were to find the old old version, you actually have to download it illegally from the internet. Yeah. But otherwise, the, the the cost of this to pay for it, like I think, I think I looked at a DVD copy and it was insanely expensive. Hmm. Yeah. No, I I, 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 I totally I, remember that too. I uh, love you guys for knowing what that is. Because when I was a kid, I I loved, Fraggle Rock was my jam. Like that was my favorite. Uh, so when they showed up, I was like, you know, pretty happy. So like. If it was Christmas time and I ran around with a rock saying, pass it on, you guys would know what I was talking about. Uh, I don't know if I like remember it that, that well. But... They sing a song about passing on a rock. They give each other a special gift, but you have to pass it on. Yep. Oh, okay. Never mind. I'm just going to go sit over here happy that someone knows <laughs> I'm not crazy. Uh, no, no, let 
I, I totally remember that. Uh, Ragnar, your favorite Disney afternoon. Uh, well, show. I I never watched Disney afternoon either. Either we didn't have the channels it was on, or I was doing other things. So I know it existed. And I remember watching Gargoyles, but I don't know if that was part of Disney Afternoon when I saw it. It was. It was. Okay. Well, then that then that's my favorite part. (laughs) (laughs) That's the only part I really remember. And I don't think I ever saw the whole Gargoyles show. I think I saw some of it. You know, here's the best part is it's on Disney Plus. Yeah, it's on my list to, to watch it again. We all have very long lists of things to watch. I remember I had some of the toys. They were pretty sweet. And I have the interactive VHS board game that my friend gave me for Christmas. It's like like from the the nineties and it's not opened. Yeah. So I don't think I'll ever actually open it to play it, but hmm. but yeah. So yeah, Gargoyles would have been my favorite part. Excellent. Um, all right. Well, uh, I got to ask because this is what got me on this topic was uh, watching a video about the Disney Channel. Uh, did any of you have the Disney Channel, and did you enjoy it? Um, we had it sometimes when I was a little kid. Um, where we lived before we moved to the acreage, we lived in a trailer court that had some cable. Like we had, I think, four channels. We had HBO. Um, CTV, CBC we had CBC French for some reason so I guess five channels and then there was one that would rotate between sometimes it would be Disney Channel sometimes it would be uh, the Nashville Network Um, I don't know why they rotated that but sometimes you know like it was hit and miss but a lot of times it was Disney Channel so like I grew up when I was younger, uh, watching the original Mickey Mouse Club, like the black and white Mickey Mouse Club with Annette Funicello. Um, I fell in love with her uh, and then was heartbroken when my mom told me she's the same age as my grandma. Because, uh, like, <laughs> I, I didn't know that, like, I just seen this beautiful girl on TV. You know, like, yes, it was black and white, but I thought, you know, it's, it's early morning. You know, it's too early for color, I guess. Um <laughs> Not realizing okay. this, not realizing this was recorded, not realizing <laughs> this was recorded in the fifties, but, um, so yeah, that broke my heart. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, I just remember that. Yeah, and I remember watching stuff like, um, like what Kevin was saying when they would uh, do like specials of, on the Disney Park and stuff. Like I remember watching the construction of, of Splash Mountain. Uh, and I remember thinking how cool that would be to go there when it's finished, and then I got to go there in '94. So, and uh, yeah, I just, you know, I just loved the Disney Channel when I was a kid. Uh, Kev, did you did you have the Disney Channel growing up? Um, we did. So I remember when I was younger, um, there was like free HBO Weekend or something like that. Like HBO mm-hmm. was the first pay channel we had. But uh, my mom ended up getting too nervous that her two young kids would discover, you know, something on there that we mm. weren't supposed to see. Yep. And she wasn't really watching it that much anyway. So Disney Channel was still a pay channel, but it was like half the price of HBO, maybe even cheaper. 
Um, so we had that for a long time, and, and the era I had it in was like New Mickey Mouse Club. And okay. New Mickey Mouse Club also, you know, they had their skits and their songs and stuff like that. And I think this is when, like, a very young, like, Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake and a few others were part of it. Yeah, uh, Christina um, Aguilera, but, Ryan Gosling. Yep, all yep. of them. Yep. Yep. But they also, I feel like it was every Friday, was like, here's ten minutes of this movie we made. And once you got enough weeks and the movie was out, they would do a, a premiere on the Disney Channel to watch it all in one shot. Mm-hmm. There's, I feel like there's one called like Teen Angel or something like that. Um, and then it was just like very often it was my mom getting the most enjoyment out of it because she'd say, "Oh, this movie's playing tonight. We should all watch it." So she wanted us to see movies she loved when she was younger. Yeah. So, like, some of it, she, she loves the original Cinderella animated. Um, I love Robin Hood. Robin Hood's mm-hmm. such a fun Disney movie. But then, uh, you know, we'd sit down and watch, like, Parent Trap, um, Pollyanna. Uh, I think one of my favorites, just because it's so action-packed, and I've never watched it as an adult. I'm curious. But uh, Swiss Family Robinson, I remember being amazing. Oh, yeah. It is amazing. Um I watched it because of Disney Plus, right? I watched it and my kids are sitting there going, they should all be dead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Why is, what is going on? I'm like, but I had such a crush on the nerdy little brother, of course, because I have an issue. So, but such. Well, there was a Swiss Family Robinson TV show, right? But yeah, it, no, there was. But it there wasn't was, Disney, yeah. though, right? It was It was its own thing. I'm no, yeah, and, and this movie's got to be 60s, I'm guessing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, the TV show was in the 70s. I remember watching that because my mom really liked it, the, the TV show. Um, And I think it was more serious. Like, it was, you know, like it wasn't as... It was, it was definitely not a Disney movie, yeah. yeah. Excellent. Uh, so, Lillian, did you ever watch the Disney Channel? Um, I don't know. See, growing up, we didn't really have, like, we didn't really have cable that much. It was something we would get once in a while when my mom could afford it. Mm -hmm. Um, So it really varied. I didn't actually get my own television with, like, an actual, you didn't have to watch the rotating guide. Like, you could actually switch over and you got those special channels kind of thing. Uh, Much until I was much older. So, I mean, whatever I got to watch on TV was dependent upon my sisters and what kind of television we had at the time. Mm-hmm. So I would go to friends' houses and watch things, but I didn't really... It wasn't really something that I grew up with, like, I actually got to enjoy, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, no, when we moved Not to that the... cool. Well, when we moved to the acreage, like, yeah, we didn't get that anymore. It, you know, we only got... To CBC and CTV, and then if I turn the antenna towards Edmonton, I could pick up ITV. Um, we didn't have satellite for a long time, and then by the time we did get satellite, I just I think I I, I was too old for the Disney Channel. I didn't didn't mm-hmm. really watch it when when we were old enough to have satellite. Uh, but Ragnar, did you ever check out the Disney Channel? No, no, I I you know my quote-unquote rich friends had it, and I remember hearing about it and thinking, well, that sounds pretty great. Yeah. But, uh, no, did not have it. Um, 
All right. So my next question is, what is your favorite Disney character? Um, so, I mean, this could be any Disney character. Um, but I'm thinking more towards, like, the, you know, Disney-ish. Um, you know, not, you know, like, not Captain America, not Luke Skywalker, but more, you know, like, Mickey Mouse, you know, something something along those lines, those type of characters. Um, uh, It's a really hard question. It is. Yeah. Um, be like saying, okay, from what era? Like, are we talking well, Blue and, the Bear? Love and, him. Any era. Um, like, my favorite, uh, and it's not even an original, it's not an original Disney character, but it was, they, they made a movie based on an old fable, and that would be Robin Williams' uh, genie from Aladdin. I, I, I loved Robin Williams' as the genie. Um, Do you quote the genie sometimes? Yeah, uh, sometimes. His genie was pretty fucking great. Yeah. Pretty awesome. Yeah, like, I, I, you know, I'm not knocking Will Smith. I'm sure he did a, a fine job on the live-action one, but in my mind, Robin Williams is the only genie for me. I mean, no, no, no. Will Smith did not do the best. If anything, John Leguizamo's genie was way better. Anyways. Was he the genie well, in the Will second Smith's one? genie was okay. That wasn't the problem with that movie. The problem with that movie was Jafar sucked. Oh, really? I, I never watched it, so... I, genie I, was okay. He just wasn't quite as funny as Robin yeah. Williams. He was okay. Aladdin was great. Jasmine was great. Yago the parrot was great. But Jafar was, like, young and not creepy. He was just evil. Yeah. And it was like, oh, this is so much better when he was like a feeble old man, yeah, as opposed to just like a young, healthy guy. Um, was uh, the uh, oh, I'm drawing a blank on the the actor. The the guy who did the voice of the parrot was it the same guy? Gilbert Godfrey. Gilbert no. Godfrey. No. Um, no, they got um. Oh, blanking on his name right now. The guy who played Wash in Firefly. Oh, oh. Alan Tudyk. It was Alan Tudyk. Because oh, Alan okay. Tudyk has to play all animals. It's a mandatory rule. <laughs> well, he's pretty darn funny, so... Yeah. Yeah, no, uh... Like, I would say, yeah, that definitely, uh... The Genie, and, um... You know, maybe an honorable mention. Like, going, um... Traditional Disney. Uh... Hmm, I would have to say... Probably Goofy. I like Goofy. You know, he made me laugh. Um. Yeah, but uh, you know the genie—that's that's my jam. Uh, Kevin, your favorite Disney character? Um, when I was younger, and and during that first trip to Disney too, um, my brother and I were big on Chip and Dale. Awesome. And so when we got there, and. Because uh, one of the things for the trip was like, well, you can get one prize, you know, one one thing. So uh, the the Disney stores there, the ones on the, the site and the ones elsewhere, have like this just giant circle of stuffed animals. Yep. And every freaking Disney character, you have, even obscure ones. 
Um, so he got Chip and I got Dale. I wanted I wanted Dale because with the red nose and the goofiness, I felt like he was the dumber one. And yeah. for some reason, that was more appealing to me. <laughs> um, and and we well we don't like I don't have it here, but like those stuffed animals exist and they're still sitting next to each other at my mom's house. Oh, cool. Yeah, so like they they've never parted from each other, even though you know my brother and I fought over everything else, and you know had to divide stuff up and all when we were younger. But there was just something about Chip and Dale that you know I really liked, uh, mostly Dale's goofiness. So then, of course, like in Rescue Rangers and and you know that Chip and Dale Rescue Ranger movie as well. Um, I think I just ended up like in. You know, the the weirder the better is almost like uh not doing like the, the gatekeeping or the you know, too cool or whatever like people do now. Mm-hmm. But I just liked having one that people I you know, I liked having one that wasn't like Mickey. Yeah. Just you know, a, an obvious one. I liked having ones that people never heard of or, or really had to think and go, Oh yeah, I remember that character. And honestly Chip and Dale were a bit more obscure then too, I think. Yeah, for rescue rangers. Um, well, it, it's funny that you mentioned like uh, getting like stuffies and stuff. When we when we went to Disneyland in 1994, I was 14, and even though like I was you know using air quotes too cool for for stuffies and stuff, um, I bought uh, the genie, uh, a stuffed genie. Um, just because I, like I said, I love that character. I loved Robin Williams' uh, portrayal so much. Uh, I didn't care that I was, you know, using air quotes too old for it. I think that's what my dad told me. But I was like, no, I don't care. It, it's my money. I'm going to buy it, and I did. Um, and then uh, as an adult, um, I mentioned Goofy, but I'm going to backtrack and say probably Darkwing Duck is probably my favorite. Uh, Disney character besides the genie, uh, just because I did actually buy a Darkwing Duck pop. As soon as I seen it, I was like, "Bam!" Bought it. It now it's in my living room, um, by my clock. It's it's in a place of prominence because I love that character so much. Uh, Lillian, your your favorite Disney character? See, I'm kind of like I love Disney. Like I have a horrible issue with Disney. And, and I'm like, okay, so when I have to think of favorite, 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 who do I quote the most? Oh, dear. And then the first thing that pops to mind is the Sword in the Stone Merlin. Because <laughs> I love that show so much. I love that movie. It's a classic. Me too. But at the same time, you know, how many times a day do I be like, wed, wed, glasses all wet in my brain. And I'm my head is always going, mock and bobbin. Don't die. I'm like, oh, good Lord. Um, and so I'd, I'd probably have to go with, like, if it's probably the voice in my head, it would be Merlin. And I'd have to pick him as a favorite, definitely. I mean, otherwise it would be something cliche, like Belle. Mm-hmm. You know? No, that that's like- that's an awesome choice, Lillian. I, I totally didn't uh, mention Sword in the Stone, but I that's probably, aside from... It's probably on my top five Disney animated I mean, movies. It's a good one. I mean, randomly, my sisters and I will just randomly be like, hockety pockety walkety whack at each other. And we're like, <laughs> nobody else. But, you know. Well, I remember when I was a kid, my mom bought uh, my sister Cinderella, and she bought me Sword in the Stone. 
Um, so I had that VHS for years, and I rewatched mm-hmm. it num- numerous times. Um, and that again, that you know, it's on the list of stuff I got to rewatch because it's it's probably been thirty years since I've seen it. But I I love that. You know, it's one of those like it's one of the ones I could I put on, and I can happily watch and or. Uh, my kids and I love to watch it because you know when they do certain tracks for things. Mm-hmm. So in the Sword in the Stone, whenever somebody falls, it's the same. Whoa, what? Whoa! Um, and so the kids like to count how many times they hear that track used. Oh, it's like okay. using Wilhelm scream, but yeah. it's the same. You know, whether he falls down the stairs or he trips, or he falls to the roof of Madame Mim's cottage, it's the exact same. The whoa, what? Whoa! Yeah. Uh... I, I got a story that relates to that. So what you were describing like that, whoa, whoa, um, when I was, I don't know, 12 years old, uh, like, cause like I said, I, 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 I live in the waste frozen wasteland of Canada. And I remember this one winter, it was so icy and cold. And I heard my mom walking up the steps outside. And then she did that exact, whoa, 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 whoa. And then I, I heard her go, do a tumble. But it sounded so much like like Sword in the Stone. Like I I couldn't help but laugh. I was like, this is so like it was. It sounded hilarious. And then when my mom walks in the house and she's crying, I'm like, oh shit, I'm like the worst son ever. I felt so bad about that. But it sounded so comedic. Um, You're a terrible son. I know. I I still <laughs> I, I still feel like an asshole. But uh, but I did tell my mom. I did tell her, you know, I'm so sorry. I, I did laugh at you, but because it sounded it sounded comedic. I, I'm sorry. Um, but when you said that, yeah, I, to- I totally know what you're talking about with that uh, on the Sword of the Stone. Mm-hmm. Um, Ragnar, your, your favorite Disney character. Well, I'm going to go with, uh, you know, Pumbaa from Lion King. Oh, nice. Um, I honestly don't remember as a kid who my favorite characters were, but I'm sure Pumbaa was in that list. Was was he the um, pig? As was, in the or yeah yeah the pig okay. Um, as an adult, I liked the villains a lot more than I liked the heroes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ursula from Little Mermaid, Jafar, uh, Scar. I liked them all so much more. To be fair, Scar is only a villain because his brother was a real bully. Honestly. Sorry. Just Yeah. Um So Yeah. Yeah, no, that, that they did have some great great villains, that's for sure. Um speaking of the little mermaid, um Minor moment to R. I. P. Ursula's character. Oh, yeah. Um What? The lady who voiced Ursula passed away like a week or two ago. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah, wasn't. Yeah. I had a moment. I'm like, I should probably explain that. No, Ursula <laughs> dies anyways. Goodbye, octopus. But still. Yeah, yeah. No, now that you mentioned it, as soon as you said that, yeah, I was. Yeah, the the actress. Um, well, where was I going? Oh yeah, Sebastian, the the crab, or the is he a lobster? Oh yeah, or a crab. Oh, and and uh, in Beauty and the Beast, the Lumiere and the clock, those guys were pretty. Cogsworth. Hogsworth, yeah, those two were pretty great. Which was uh, played by Lumiere with Ewan McGregor in the new Beauty in the Beast, the live action. I thought it was Ian McKellen. 
That's no, no, no. Ian McKellen was Cogsworth. Oh, was he? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um. Sorry, but. But yeah, Little Mermaid. I didn't realize how much I knew that movie until I was watching it with my niece, and I started singing Under the Sea, and uh, I was amazed how much, how much, how, like I know that song. Um. Pretty sure that Disney just embeds itself in your brain quietly waiting. It's like oh, you know. My 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 sister had that VHS on repeat. Like I swear to God, like it was, you know, as soon as it was over, she's rewinding it, and then we were watching it again. Um, mm-hmm. But it it was good. One thing that amazed me watching it, you know, all these years later, it's a very short movie. It's only like maybe yeah. an hour and fifteen minutes. Like maybe, I didn't realize how short it was. Um, and then, uh, like I said, Sebastian, the you know the crab. Um, I find as an adult, I, I relate to that character a lot more than I did when I was a kid. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, it, 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 it's a fun movie. It's a great movie. Definitely. You know, one thing about Disney is they definitely, for the most part, uh, end things more positively. Um, because the original ending, I, I think we've talked about this before, the original ending of The Little Mermaid is actually a lot darker uh, than it is on the Disney movie. Like, she lives The happy. entire story of The Little Mermaid is a lot darker. Yeah. Yeah, like, she, you know, in the original story, she actually dies at the end. Like, she doesn't end up with the prince. But, of course, Disney can't do that. So they, you know, it's happily ever after. Uh, but there was one Disney cartoon, like, uh, an, like it, one of those five or ten minute cartoons where was it uh, the boy who cried wolf they did, I think they did a version of that um, but instead of, of the wolf uh, eating the sh- I think the wolf ate like a whole pack of sheep I think and I think the cartoon ended like with the with the wolf like picking his teeth with one of the bones of the the sheep. Oh. If I, or or was it? It was something like that. It was pretty dark. Um, but very undisney like is is the point I'm trying to make. Because usually Disney ends with a you know on a positive note. Um, sounds horrible. It sounds familiar though. Yeah. I, Maybe it wasn't sheep. Maybe it was chickens. Maybe. I thought you were talking about the one with... Uh, I thought it was Disney, but maybe... Maybe not. There's a version of Peter and the Wolf where each animal is portrayed by a different musical instrument. I uh, love it because... Who's the oboe? Is Peter the oboe? I think so. and I, I think it's a Chuck Jones-directed one, so it's probably not Disney. Okay. Oh. No, I'm sure this was Disney, because I think, like, they used to, you know, um, on the Disney Channel, they would show, like, these blocks of cartoons where they're, like, five or ten minutes. Um, but I just remembered, like, this wolf, like, basically eating all the the chickens or the sheep or whatever, and then, like, sitting in a cave picking his teeth with a bone. Yeah. Um, and then, and then, like, it, it ends, like, with, uh, did you, oh, oh you so thought this was going to be a happy ending? And then, like, that was it. It was, like, pretty dark. Um, but anyway, uh, let's talk about other Disney properties um, that uh, you may enjoy, uh, such as comic sh- comics, shows, modern cartoons, acquired properties, 
Um, anything you want to discuss about uh, other Disney properties? Uh, well, like like I had mentioned earlier, Disney like pretty much owns everything at this point, like Marvel, uh, Lucasfilm, Fox. Like it, it, it's crazy. I'm just waiting for them to to buy out Warner Brothers and 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 get DC Comics. So, so uh, Kevin Feige could start making some DC movies. That'd be awesome. Could you imagine if the Animaniacs were Disney, like if they were Disneyfied? Oh, jeez. Like. That would be cool. <laughs> I, I would, I would love to see, you know, the the the, the clashing of universes. Um. You know, fingers crossed. I'm really hoping that they, like, one day they do acquire Warner Brothers, so so we can see, uh, you know, we can we can. Break this, you know, invisible wall. Have Marvel and DC characters interacting. I would love that, you know, more so than what we've had in the past. Um, when I was a kid, I remember reading like Disney comics. Uh, I know Disney comics are, are, are a lot bigger in Europe. Like I remember um, my brother-in-law when he, you know, when he, uh, when I first met him. Uh, he really liked reading Disney comics because um, they were apparently pretty big in Sweden. As far as like modern cartoons and and that sort of stuff, um, yeah, I, I haven't really watched anything new that I can think of uh, on Disney Plus in terms of cartoons. Like, I mean, Disney Plus, I've been watching. Stuff like the Orville. Um, there's there's a show called uh, Reservation Dogs, which I think is on FX in in the states. Yeah. But, it, but it's on Disney Plus up here in Canada, um, and I'm told it's really good. Um, yeah, it's pretty good. So yeah, that, that that's on my list of things I got to check out. But uh, no, like I don't know. People kind of shit on Disney, but I, I'm kind of. You know, I like Disney Plus. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Um, you know, obviously, like the Mandalorian. Uh, you know, the Obi Wan Kenobi series. Uh, I'm loving. You know, like I wasn't Bubba Fett. I had a lot of problems with, but you know, eh. There were, there were things I liked about it. There, there was, yeah. But you know, like if if any if there's anything I could take away from the Boba Fett series, at least. You know, he got a little bit of redemption. Like, he didn't die like... A, you know, he didn't end up dying like a chump like we thought he did for years at, in, during Return of the Jedi. He did crawl out of there. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, I'm, I'm loving what they're doing with The Mandalorian, and, and I'm looking forward to the, the new Andor series coming out, which should be he, next week, I think? Or this week coming up? No, next week. Um... Oh. Or no, no, maybe it's early September now. I can't remember. But anyway, so much stuff coming out there. Um, yeah, and, and uh, you know, like I said, like what Marvel's doing. Um, you know, I'm not such a big fan of what Disney did with with the Star Wars movies. Um, oh, you know, sucked. yeah. Hopefully, we can get a course correction there. But uh, you know, Star Wars TV is pretty good. I think. Uh, Kev, what, what are your thoughts on uh, on other Disney properties? Um, 
agree very much for the comics and uh you know i've mentioned it before i've been getting into a lot of those lately mm-hmm. um and really just enjoying the hell out of them they're so much fun uh I, honestly like better than a lot of the american ones i've seen like those seem more you know comics for little kids and these seem like for adults but without being adult mm-hmm. i'll say um I I think like the best thing for a lot of the Disney stuff is in some ways like creating their own alternate world and the magic for it and stuff like that. You know, there's there's always commercials for like come to Disney World, Disneyland, whatever. And it's, you know, some kids wish come true to meet the Disney character all <clears throat> dressed up and everything. Mm-hmm. But it's a lot of the little things that they do for stuff like that. Um, when when you're driving into Disney, the signs change from normal, you know, street signs that say, you know, Disney 30 miles or whatever. Mm-hmm. They start changing in color and uh, hands appear and then ears appear. And as you get closer and closer, it's like Mickey is coming up from behind the sign to look at you and wave. Oh, cool. So, like, starting it immediately, you look at the stuff that they do with, like, their hotels. You got that, uh, granted, it's not the hit they thought it would be, but that Star Wars hotel that's an immersive experience. Like, you're in that world. Yeah. Um, Disney hotels always have stuff. There's, uh, you know, if you you take kids, I'm sure adults do it, too. But if you take kids and you're in a Disney hotel, before you go into the park, you can have a breakfast with the Disney characters. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and you you see these moments with them, and and I think that's one of the appeals for Disney is the people that work for it want to create that magic too. It's yeah. almost like it's it's like you're being Santa Claus in a way. Like, okay, I need to keep this magic alive for children, mm-hmm. and the magic here is Disney. Uh, there was a podcast um one of the sites i write for and do other stuff for retro network one of the guys there worked uh three years i believe at disney california as goofy so (laughs) what they do is they take your height and weight and you have a list of characters you could play based on you know your size yeah so because he's very tall he could play goofy he could he could also play the red queen which is hysterical but that's actually a very tall costume when yeah. you're in all the gear. So he did a 12-episode podcast, and it's him and another guy who happened to be Goofy a lot, too, talking about all the stuff that they would do at the park as Goofy, as these characters, all, you know, the secrets behind it and all. Um, there's stuff like uh, Disney World is actually built on an incline, but it's so gradual you don't realize it. And the reason why is they didn't, Walt Disney didn't want people seeing the employees moving around. Oh, okay. So so if you're an employee, there's all these tunnels and back doors and everything that you have to take. So, like, you take your your head off for the character you're playing, no one's going to see it, so it doesn't ruin the magic. You know, um, for moving, like, trash, for... If there's a medical emergency, like all sorts of stuff, it's all done underground. 
so it doesn't ruin the magic that's going on for it. And everyone that works there rolls with it, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's even extending into other things. There was a, a TikTok video or Instagram Reels, Facebook, you know, whatever. Like, a, a moving image thing for it. But it's this woman that plays Scarlet Witch at one of the Disney parks. And she is all in. And, like, she leads children like a Pied Piper. She, the people that go there often, because there's always people that go to Disney parks often, mm-hmm. she'll remember, the, she'll remember their names and call them out on being there again. Hmm. And just people go nuts for her because she's the one that does it. Yeah. Yeah, you know, she adds the extra element. But I mean, like, I, you know, the, the good ones do so much of that to add to it. And I think that's the thing that Disney does very well. You, it makes you forget the real world and you're now in an alternate one. And yeah. it's fun and it's wholesome and it makes you feel like a kid again and it makes you feel like maybe stuff's going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah, that, that is, uh, like when you go, yeah, like, uh, you, you know, Disneyland, California Adventure. The only time I ever, yeah, like you really feel like you're not, you're not in LA or Anaheim. I mean, like you are yeah. in a different place. The only time you're taken out is uh, we went on the Ferris wheel because it's so high up. You actually can see beyond the park and you're like, Oh yeah, we're in Anaheim. Like you, you, you don't and um, the, the roller coaster I talked about the screaming one, because it goes up so high uh, that it, it, it's above the Disney walls. And, but other than that, you really don't, you don't hear the traffic. You don't, you really do feel like you're in your own world with, with Disney. And that, and that is really cool. And like, like you're saying, Kev, like, you know, like they hide people, you know, moving garbage around. Like you don't, you don't see that. Like it's, it's really cool. No. And there's, there's a story that, uh, well, Disney, when, uh, Disneyland opened, Got a hot, got a hot dog, walked while eating it, stopped when he was done eating it, and had them measure the distance from him getting the hot dog, you know, at the stand to where he stopped. And let's say it's like fifty feet or whatever. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he said, "Okay, it took me fifty feet to eat this hot dog. We need trash cans every fifty feet because that's the amount of time it's going to take someone to eat something, mm-hmm. and they're going to look for a trash can. And if there's not one right away, they're going to throw it on the ground, and we're not having that. Yeah. So we will have trash cans available. Do you know that they have a special color for stuff, too? No. Yes, so that um, it doesn't get in the way of the magic. Like, they have special blendy any colors. Yup, there's a Disney green that just blends in as a background color, and your eyes don't even notice it. So, like, uh, AV, or not AV equipment, like HVAC equipment, um, power stations, trash cans, like, all this stuff is this certain shade of green because your brain just ignores it and doesn't even register it's there. So all the, huh. the ugly stuff that's needed yeah, to run day-to-day activities, they do this color of green. Coincidentally, for anyone who's seen um, the heck is the movie uh and canto eh, we don't okay. talk about bruno what color is bruno green 
Yup, same shade. That's why he's easy to ignore and hides in the background. Yeah. Huh. I love your brain. (laughs) Um, One thing I wanted to mention uh, with the Disney Parks, which was really cool... Um, you can do like a, like, I think they call it like the princess experience. Um, so, uh, you can pay to, you know, for your daughters, um, crap, I'm out. Yeah. To, (laughs) I mean, maybe a son too. I don't know. I, you know, like it's 2022. I met, I met me. Oh, (laughs) well, maybe, I don't know. Um, but yeah, you can, you can go, uh, they take you like. Disney princesses take you, take the girls, and do their hair, do their makeup, put them in a dress. They get to have breakfast with, you know, their favorite princesses. They get to dress as their favorite princess. And then they get their picture taken. Um, So my uh, oldest daughter, she would have been 11 at the time. And my youngest would have been 7. Um... And yeah, they just, it, it was like, I don't know, two or three hour experience, and um, they were just so happy. It, it was worth every penny. Like, it, you know, it's a little bit extra. Um, I think it was, I don't know, three or four hundred dollars for both of them. But I mean, they got to keep their dresses, too. So, uh, you know, it's kind of like, eh, you know, like my, my youngest got uh, a belt dress. Um, so we actually, when, uh, after that, we ended up getting... Uh, pictures of her uh, and she just wore her bell dress uh, for the photographer here back home so it, it, it I don't know it was worth it it was worth it it was uh, uh, again an immersive experience for them and yeah they got to you know be princesses for a morning so you know it was really cool uh, Lillian um, yeah so other Disney properties comic shows modern cartoons acquired pr- Acquired properties. Uh, anything stand out that you wanted to throw out there? I loved my Donald Duck comic books. Nice. Ah, good God. Those, like, just everything about them. I love Donald Duck's comic I love his books. That was probably the favorite things I owned as a kid was my Donald Duck's. Like, they were just everything. They were so much fun. <laughs> I remember uh, Uncle Scrooge comics, too. Yeah, no, yeah. He, he was always in Archie comics. They'd have, like, random little bits here or there. He'd show up, but... Or I had Casper or Cider. I remember, but I don't know. I just... I loved him so much. Um, rather obscurely fantastic. Uh, probably the only thing that comes to mind is those Donald Duck comics kind of thing. Excellent. Uh, and Ragnar, same question to you. Any Any other Disney stuff that stands out for you? Well, I mean, I'm a grown-up now, and I don't have kids, so I don't watch a lot of the kid movies and the the family-centered stuff, but obviously I'm, I'm, as a general rule, liking all of the new Marvel and Star Wars TV shows. Mm -hmm. Some are definitely better than others, but I, you know, even the, the low point ones I still enjoyed, and, uh... I hope that they make better Star Wars movies, but if they keep making TV content that's as good as what they're making, I'm getting my Star Wars fix, and I don't even have to go to a theater, so I'm not upset. Yep. 
And uh, I think the Marvel shows are kind of the same. Like the generally speaking, the the quality between the movies and the shows they're very they're almost seamless. They're not quite seamless, but they're almost seamless. And so it's pretty neat that it's all just one big universe. And uh, I, I quite enjoy that. Yep. So so for me, nowadays, Disney is either something that I think about, oh, when I was a kid, I really liked this, and it has nostalgic, you know, warm nostalgic overtones. Or it's all about Marvel and Star Wars and, you know, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Did you just say Marvel? <laughs> yeah, probably, but I meant Marvel. I know, but that just sounded so fantastically posh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, um, my goal, you know, um, one day is to go back to Disneyland. I'd love to see Disney World too. Um, just because, like, like I said, you know, like you, you do feel like a like a kid. Um, you know, like I said, going back in 2013, I, you know, I think I enjoyed it just as much as my kids did. Um, and even when you weren't doing stuff, like I know, uh, there was this one ride, oh, I can't remember it, it, it's, um, in the California Adventure, it's, like, you go basically on a big tube down, like, a water thing, um, but anyway, my nephew... Uh, he's really scared of the water, right? So he he would not go on it. And uh, my um, sister-in-law wasn't going to go on it uh, so she could stay with him. But I was like, no, you know, you go ahead. Because she really wanted to go on it. And I, and I was like, I don't I don't really care if I go on it. Like, it doesn't matter. So I'll, 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 ha- I'll hang out with, with Braden and... Uh, you know, we'll just wait for you guys. So, I mean, we had, you know, basically I sat there for about an hour with my nephew. And it, and I, it wasn't boring. Like, I was still, you know, we walked around. We still saw lots of stuff. Like, um, you know, we had to stay close to the ride. So, you know, when they got off it. Because, you know, you don't know exactly when they're going to, you know, how long, how long the line is. When they're going to get off it. But just, you know, even just walking around and immersing yourself in in Disney, it, it 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 it's so worth it. It's so worth it, and I I definitely want to go back one day. And I do want to go on that ride. I can't remember what it's called now, um, but yeah, it's like you know, kind of like water rapids and that sort of thing. Um, I know the kids really enjoyed it, so one day I'll I'll get to, to do that again, and I'll probably go on Splash Mountain again, even even though I know what's coming. Um, like that, like you, like when you go over Splash Mountain, you really feel like you're going to fall out. Like, and I mean, there's nothing to hold on to besides, you know, the side of the thing. Like they don't, you, they don't belt you in. There's nothing, but I guess, you know, like they've engineered it. Like they figured out, you know, the angle where you won't fall out, but you feel like you're going to fall out. Like it, it's amazing. Um, but you know, like I like the first time we we went to it, I didn't realize about the drop, so I was taken by surprise. But the second time, you know, eighteen years later or whatever it was, uh, nineteen years later, um, 
you know, and you're, you're, you know, you see the big white opening. It's like, oh shit, here we go. This is it. Um, you, you know, it's still, still amazing. Still, uh, gets the adrenaline going. But, uh, yeah, I definitely want to go back to Disneyland one day for sure. Um, all right. Well, I think we could call this a topic. Um, but Lillian and Ragnar, you guys haven't been on for a while. Uh, so do you guys, uh, first up, uh, Lillian, do you have anything for brain candy? Anything you're watching or listening to or, or anything like that you want to throw out there? Um, we finally ended up watching The Lost City with Sandra Bullock and, um, Channing Tatum. And it was not what I expected. In a good way or bad way? It was, it was, it was good. It was actually, it was was good. The only thing that really, okay. So the only thing that bugged me was maybe the fact that, you know, Sandra Bullock is gorgeous. I have adored her for ages. She's almost 60 though. So seating her with Channing Tatum was kind of (laughs) a little weird. (laughs) I mean, he's, he's 20 years younger than her. He's 42. So it's not impossible but I think it's just well, okay. No, he's not. He's 16 years younger than her, so almost yep. 20, but still. But it was just a stretch. I think it was. It, that was the stretch. I think it was. I think it was different. Hey, if she if she if she can pull it off, and she can. I mean, look at like the oh, Roger. She's gorgeous. Look at the Roger Moore Bond films. It's like yeah, you know, this guy's almost a senior citizen, and she's like in her 20s. Really, you know. Uh, but I mean, he pulled it off. So Sandra Bullock could definitely pull it off. Oh, definitely. There's just a couple times where I just was like, eh, but it was fun. No, that was fun. And other than that, um, finished the Orville. Um, thoroughly enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't really had much time for anything else, really. Um, yeah, we're going to Top Gun's available for renting, so we're going to go watch it. So that'll be fun. Excellent. Uh, Ragnar, do you have anything this week for brain candy? I know you've been really busy, too. Oh, I've been crazy busy with shows and and work and restocking products and trying to run a website and and Mm -hmm. dating dating my new girlfriend, and so it's been a lot. Um, I managed to go see Thor Love and Thunder in theaters, um, and it was... Actually, I think it was better than I thought because my expectations were lowered because a lot of the reviews I read didn't care for it. Mm-hmm. But it was it was I went in expecting to, you know, see a funny movie with some good action sequences and to, you know, not really see anything serious or heavy. And it was a roller coaster of happiness. It was funny as hell, and I, I loved it. Um, I don't think it was as good as the last one, um, but it was great. Is it as gay as I've been told? That's pretty gay, yeah. Um, I think for me, the best part or my favorite part was Russell Crowe. Um, oh, his yeah. take on Zeus with his really cheesy Greek accent, was so funny. And I've never seen Russell Crowe be funny before. It was awesome. And and I knew about it in advance, but then I forgot all about it. So when the cameo came in, and it's more of a bit part, really. 
I was just like, oh, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. So, so that was great. And I quite liked that. Um, I finished the Orville and I freaking loved it. I, okay. I love how it's just straight up Star Trek with a sense of humor. Like, you know, it was half the season doesn't even have humor. It's just Star Trek. So I loved it. It was awesome. I really hope. Do you think that they started off being super funny and once they gained a following, there was like a part where they could like, we can settle guys. We we, we can actually do good stuff now. Oh, oh, that's that's totally what happened. Because like Fox wanted Seth MacFarlane to make a, you know, family guy space show. Like that's what they wanted. Mm -hmm. And he was like, okay. And he just he just went along with it in the beginning just to get his foot in the door. And then yeah. once they started letting letting up a little bit, that's when it started getting more like Star Trek. And then yeah, yeah like this new was season awesome. was all Star Trek. Like it was awesome. It was yeah. fantastic. I thought it, I thought it was great. I hope they make more. Mm-hmm. But at least it, it got has. Free- some, um, Dan sent me an article that the the show like with the numbers that for for the Orville, there's no reason they won't have like there's they can't not get a season. Sweet, sweet. That's very encouraging. Um, so that was great. I am almost done watching Sandman. I have one episode left to watch. And, and what are your thoughts? No, I've right never now? read the comics. I'm only familiar with the concept. I thought it was pretty darn good. Um, I like that it every episode goes off in a different direction, and there's you know it would be very hard to predict the overall story. Again, if you've read the comics, you probably have different feelings, but. As somebody who never has, I'm just like this show is is so strange and it goes off in so many different directions that I didn't see coming, and I'm I'm enjoying that. Well, that that's really cool because I've only seen the first episode, and I started the second, but I just haven't had time. So I, it, it it's something I'm definitely getting back to right away. But I'm yeah. glad that I'm I'm glad that you're saying it's great because uh, I'm looking forward to watching it. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I think it totally kicks ass. Um, I would say my only complaint with it is they only made ten episodes, and you can tell from those ten episodes that they should have made twenty, because there's there's clearly so much story to tell that they they should have just made so much more content. And that's been my one of my big irritants with Netflix in the last couple of years is they're making all these shows I like, but they're making such short seasons at a time. You're like, oh, sweet, new new episodes of this show. Oh, there's like six yeah. episodes. I watched it in a night. Like, oh. Well, I wish that, like, I don't I don't want them to do the, the thing Disney does where they release it one at a time. They don't need to do that. They just don't make such short seasons. Make, you know, you have the money. Make long seasons again. Well, uh, one thing that I mentioned uh, when we recorded uh, Geek Fallout to Kev, that the, there's a rumor that Net- Netflix is thinking about canceling Sandman uh, just because the viewership isn't as high as they thought it was going to be. Yeah, I, and, I, I, heard, but, I heard that. But my my thought is, it's summertime. Like this, You release this thing in the summer, people are busy. Yeah, that, I don't know why they released it when they did they should have released it in october closer to halloween yeah like i mean don't get me wrong i'm glad it's it's out there 
like I'm, I'm glad it's there. It's just like for myself, like I said, I've only watched the first episode because I've been busy. Like it's summer, we're, we're you know like this is the first summer in like three years when we haven't had like pandemic restrictions. Well, yeah, depending we're not, where we're this, the, the, stuff. Yeah. yeah, you know people are actually doing things, and you know it kind of feels like you know normal again. Um, you know I've I've been I just haven't had time. You know, and I think Netflix they. You know, they're just jumping the gun. Like, you know, give it time. Yeah, you know, I don't know like, why they released it when they did. Honestly, watching it, it it should have been a leading up to Halloween show. Oh, yeah, it would have been fantastic in October for sure. Yeah, it would have made so much more sense. Mm-hmm. But, but anyways, it's good. It'll still be there when you have time. It'll still be good then. Oh, yeah. And from what I can tell, now, again, I have one episode left, but from what I can tell, season one is going to tell a complete story. So if they never make more, you can still be like, well, that was pretty great. Okay. But I'm sure that there is room for them to make much more. Um, but from what I've seen so far, it looks like it's going to be one storyline that gets wrapped up. And if they get, you know, if the numbers are good and they make more of it, I'm sure they'll be able to do that. Yeah. And then just last night, I watched the first episode of She-Hulk. I liked it I gotta definitely first things first the CGI was not good the Hulk did not look as good as he does in the movies and She-Hulk at times looked terrible and I was like why did they skimp out on that that's a really weird thing to do Uh, I'm sure there was a reason and I don't know exactly what it is I would hazard a guess it's money related and they they didn't want to spend big on this show Um, and my only other complaint about it was I I almost thought the first episode was too short like the first episode is basically just her explaining how she became the Mm She-Hulk and the story is she explains it so quickly that I'm almost like oh wow, that was fast. Um, That might be kind of just the style of the show. I can't really say, but for me, I kind of thought the first episode felt like they were just racing through it. Otherwise, it was great. So, you know, having only seen one episode, I I definitely am excited to watch the next one, what, tomorrow? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely think it's a stylistic choice because the first episode was very reminiscent of the original first issue, where you know, like, bam, oh, okay. you know, they just hit, you know, hit, you know, this is where we're going. Um, okay. But I, I think there's like nine or, or how many episodes are there? Like, there's actually quite a few episodes for this season, I think. Cool. Well, I, I heard that that Matt Murdock is going to appear, and I'm very excited for that because I, mm-hmm. I read an interview where. He, he said that he it's not just a cameo, he actually has a part in this show. Excellent. So I'm stoked for that. And uh, I'm excited to watch it. I wish they'd spent more money on the CGI. Or are just done it all as practical effects with the exception of the Hulk. Like they could have made they could have The way they did She Hulk, she doesn't really get big and ripped, she just gets taller. And I'm like, they probably could have done that with practical effects, the way they did in Lord of the Rings to make Gandalf look taller than the Hobbits. They, they probably could have, if they weren't going to make her get all huge and ripped, they 
probably could have just done it as a costume. Yeah. But anyways, that's that's me. And I I am completely biased. I hate CGI because I can nine out of ten times I can tell when it's CGI. And so it, it always pulls me out of the movie a little bit when I'm like, oh, it's CGI. Um, well, but, yeah. Uh, one, one I, I talked about this last night on, on my brain candy. Yeah. Uh, or I meant on the, on the last episode of Geek Fallout. Um, the new Top Gun, there's, like, no CGI. It is awesome. Yeah. Like, you can tell. Like, this, like, they really went the extra mile. To make it look cool. authentic, like, um, so yeah, I, I I highly recommend watching Top Gun Maverick. It, it it's such a good Every, movie. Everyone is raving about it. Yeah, it's it's definitely worth all the praise. Like, I you know I okay. I just watched it I don't know a couple weeks ago and yeah, it was worth it. It was really cool. Uh, Kevin, uh, did you have anything you wanted to throw for Brain Candy? Um. I have not gotten through anything different since we recorded last night. So now, <laughs> no, no, we recorded a, like a long time ago. Oh, a long time. <laughs> ago. Yes, wibbly wobbly, timey wimey. <laughs> yeah, we can't break the fourth wall like She-Hulk. We got, we got to maintain the illusion that we're, uh, you know, these episodes are are far apart. Yes, we, we are organized humans. Well, norm actually, normally we record Geek Fallout and Pop Culture Pub at the same time. So to have these two recordings on two different nights is actually something um, that we don't do all the time. But we did this time because, yeah, I just knew it would be. I knew this topic would be at least a couple hours. But but anywho, I think we can call this an episode. Um, but I before think so too. before we go, let's play that little game of work. We can find you on the internet. And Lillian, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at Talking Squirrel. That's Talking Squirrel with no A because we don't know what vowels are. Um, so it's Talking Squirrel. Um, come and say hello. Life is chaos. Let's do this. And if people wanted to check out your convention that you're organizing, where how where would they find that? Oh right. Um, if you're in Western Canada, um, you can come to our spooky little convention. If you go to www. the Penti, P-E-N-T-I, hyphen, C-O-N, Pentacon, there you go, dot org, uh, October 22nd and 23rd in Penticton, B.C., with a weekend before Halloween, so I promise there will be loads of chaos and candy. Oh, excellent. Um, Kevin, where can we find you, sir? You can find me across most social medias at Mass Library. MassLibrary.com is my home blog. And when I can, I also do things over at the Retro Network. Excellent. Um, you can catch me here at the Pop Culture Pub Podcast Network. Uh, we do uh, Geek Fallout Reloaded. Uh, it's a bi-weekly news and discussion podcast for Geeks by Geeks. And, of course, this podcast for Pop Culture Pub. And we also do Trek 1701 which we haven't done in a couple months because everyone's been busy and we like to uh, do the podcast. There's four of us, so, uh, you know, we try and organize it so all four of us are there together because it doesn't feel right when one of us is missing. Um, but we will hopefully have a new episode in September 
uh, when things kind of quiet down a little bit. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, and Ragnar, where can we find you, sir? Well, uh, I am act- somewhat active on Facebook and Instagram as Ragnar the Trader. Uh, RagnarTheTrader.com is my main website. And uh, if you're in the Edmonton area, I'll be at the Edmonton Expo in mid-September. Excellent. I will see you there. I am going to be there at, for sure on Saturday, uh, maybe Sunday. I got a weekend pass, but I've only got two days off from work. So I only got Saturday and Sunday to, to go. Um, so I will definitely see you there, Ragnar, because it's a great convention. and well, I'm, I'm, I'm excited, man. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Like last year, it ended up getting canceled due to COVID restrictions. So, um, and, and it was at the absolute last minute. Like it was yeah. like a week or two before the show. Yeah. The, res- the rules changed, and they're like, no, we're out. Yeah, and so they haven't done they, the. They Edmund- could have run the show, but they were just like, we can't incorporate that in mm-hmm. in with that little notice. Which which was totally understandable at the time. Uh, so there has oh, yeah. there hasn't been an Edmonton Expo since 2019, so I'm really looking yep. forward to going back and. Oh, it's going to be huge! It's yep. going to be off the charts. It might set another record for my company. I can't wait. Yeah. Let's Excellent. hope it does because so far, no people are super excited. So make all the money, Ragnar. Oh, yes. Yeah, so well, I'll I'll be working hard between now and then to try and do that. Excellent. All right. Well, I think we can call this an episode. So. Thank you, dear listener, for taking the time to listen to us talk about Disney on the Pop Culture Pub podcast. So on behalf of myself, Chris Lockhart, Kevin Decent, Lillian Knelson, and Ragnar, I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to us once again. I'm repeating myself. I apologize. And we will see you again in the not-too-distant future. Bring in your idea.